1: Welcome back afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver and in Parker. You're not working with some big dealership that's selling volume. What you are getting is an intimate buying experience because you know what everyone deserves that everyone deserves the luxury car that they want the domestic car they want a foreign car that they want but they want that personalized type of attention and that's exactly what you're going to get at Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver they also service all makes and models they have great finance options you need to go for a test drive today or find them at rmeurosport.com time now for the lead
0: the Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk.
1: Okay, so uh, talking to Nolan here when I walked in the door because, you know, about an hour or so before the show, they announced that the lockout is over. He let out a primal scream <laughs> and cats from the neighborhood ran up to the front door And I believe there was some fine china in local houses that actually shattered. Nice. You being a fan of the defending World Series champs, how did you feel when you heard the news?
2: Relieved. I mean, actually, the funny thing is last night I went to bed thinking it was going to happen today. So that was was where everything was kind of pointing towards. So I'm relieved. I'm thrilled that they're not going to have... They're not going to have to cut the schedule. They're going to be... There's going to be some rearrangements, some more doubleheaders. But they're going to get in the full buck 62. They're going to have the universal DH, which is something I used to be opposed to, but now I'm in favor of. And in the end, you're not going to lose any games. It's going to start a week later. Not going to lose any games. But cooler heads prevailed on this because there was so much... That they could have lost in terms of just seeding the landscape to everybody else. Base, baseball's got some work to do, but in the end, this is going to be quickly forgotten.
1: You know what? I, I, I will respectfully disagree that cooler heads prevailed. You know how I'd frame it? How? There was a mutiny in the union. There was a flat out mutiny because the union executive board voted eight to nothing against the proposal. Eight, I, eight. Hold on, let yeah. me finish. Eight to nothing, and the players said, Yeah, you're the executive board, but we want to play. And the players ratified it 26 to 12. They went against their leadership. I, this wasn't I, cooler heads prevailing. This was, You know what? We want to play. We're not going with what you think. Listen, if, if the executive board was five to three, that's one thing. It was unanimous. I would argue the cooler heads were the players. Mate, Rank and file on this. Well, if, if that's I, how, I would, that's I how would, you want to phrase it, I would,
2: I would. That's I. I would argue, and and look, there, they broke and, ranks, and and certainly there was back in terms on the competitive balance tax, there was enough movement back and forth. I mean, they there were some compromises made here, and, but I. I honestly, I, I'm. I have. I would say this. Most of this was on the owners. What in terms of the delay, when all was said and done, but. The owners did get did give back some things on this. That competitive balance tax, it it's not where they wanted it to be. They did they they did back off enough who? to get this done. The owners did
1: as who? a whole as okay. a whole
2: as a whole the owners.
1: If yeah, if you had to play the game, who won? Who won?
2: Uh I would actually say the owners did in the end.
1: Oh, I would actually said I would absolutely say it again. Yeah, the. The because lead- they
2: they kept because they kept the competitive balance tax in some form on there while get while giving the players a, a fair the giving the, the that that's a fairly significant increase in minimum salary going from five seventy to seven hundred that's a that's immediate that and that's an immediate bump
1: that that is significant I, I listen I, I don't have the data or the history behind it. But you and I have talked about it, that the Baseball Players Union used to be one of the strongest unions of any union in the country, as tough as Jimmy Hoffa's Teamsters, that is now a, that is now in the past. Again, how many union members vote against the executive board that was Eight to nothing against the proposal. Now, as I said at the top of the show, five of those executive board members are Scott Boris' clients. And Scott Boris always seems to find a way to get the most for his clients. And Scott Boris is always, for lack of a better phrase, if Scott Boris was a hostage negotiator, his answer is very simple. Shoot the hostage. That's how he negotiates. Shoot the hostage. And you know what the union executive board said? Shoot the hostage. And the players said, no, we're not shooting the hostage. We want to play. We have an opportunity to play a full slate of games. We have an opportunity to get fully p- paid. And that's it. I think that's the story. The story to me is, is that the union members broke ranks with their leadership team. Overwhelmingly. And it's not as if the players broke it. There were 38 votes, 38 votes. It was 26 to 12. If you're telling me there was a four-vote difference, that's one thing. It was overwhelming, two to one. Union executive board, eight to nothing. That is the story in this, that the union is deeply broken now. Not Not like the NFL players' union, but it is nowhere near as strong. And now the owners have the upper hand going into the next negotiation. That's yeah. it. That to me is the story. We could talk about minimum salary, competitive balance. Yes, I know that the players got a little bit more here and there. Yes, they did. But one of the strongest unions in United States history has been severely damaged. Yeah, it looks like the other unions in other sports now,
2: to some degree. That's right. Now that being said, baseball players still have things that, for example, football players don't
1: guaranteed salaries yes guaranteed
2: salaries access to health care for life with one day in the major leagues all you know all, all sorts of things that do not come with being an NFL player they should come with being in the NFL but the NFL players Association by comparison is weak that being said that being said it I, I don't think they broke the they they broke the union but I think they certainly they they certainly revealed some cracks and I think that's one interesting thing about this being a five-year contract rather than a 10-year contract because if those because you think maybe the owners think those those cracks that we see between the executive between the executive board of the union and the players and the, and the rank and file players, what if those cracks become full-on chasms in the, by the next time there are negotiations? That I think that, that I think is interesting. I think the owners are kind of playing a little bit of the long game here after this. It behooves them to have only a five-year deal.
1: By the way, you know what the next big Rocky story is going to be? It's not going to be spring training.
2: Not going to be Trevor's story?
1: No, that is the story. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's the next. Whether big they Rocky sign team. him or not, they're not signing him. They're not signing him. You think they're signing him? You th- forget signing him. He's not going to go back. You think he wants they to? They gave back him a qualifying to- offer. He w- it would it wouldn't be a matter of signing him as
2: much as that he would go back and take he he would go back. Uh, just to take that offer and play for a year. That would be the thing. A lack of better options.
1: If I cannot imagine there's going to be very few options for him. Yeah. Do you? Do you think that? <sighs> I
2: wouldn't say very few, but I don't think he's going to find the market as robust as
1: he might have hoped. Coming up after the break, Russell Wilson is now the Broncos quarterback. He certainly raised expectations, but how high should they be? And Todd Davis was on the show yesterday. He said maybe the Broncos aren't Super Bowl serious Super Bowl top tier contenders. We'll dig into that. Do you agree with that or disagree? That's next.
0: She
1: does
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileHighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. You're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP dot com. In the meantime, I want to talk about Greenfield's pool and sports bar in Lakewood. I absolutely love going to this place because they really do have something for everyone. You like to play pool? Well, they have a huge pool hall with 15 tables. Like live music, every Friday, Saturday night, they have live music and there is no cover. Obviously, they have every sporting event, every package you can imagine, a terrific kitchen, and the best happy hour I've ever seen in my life. Every single day, from 3 until 7, 2 for 1 on all wine, well, and drafts. Yeah, 2 for 1, wine, well, and drafts, 3 until 7 every day. I mean, what else do you really want? They have it all. Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Time now for the buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com Alright, the addition of Russell Wilson. Obviously, the Super
1: Bowl expectations are high. What would be a realistic expectation for Wilson and this new coaching staff? This year
2: playoffs
1: no 10 years playoff
2: away. this year playoffs you get to the playoffs and uh as long as you don't have an embarrassing playoff loss i think that's a good i think that's a good building block year for where you want to go new coaching staff remember we talked about this this coaching staff this is not bruce arians and his staff with tom brady coming in or Sean McVay and his staff with Matthew Stafford coming in. This is a new this is a new staff that is going to be learning things. Nathaniel Hackett's going to be learning how to manage a game as head coach. So I expect a little bit of a learning of a learning curve. But if they're if they're eleven and six and in the playoffs, I think that's a good season. That's eleven and six. Eleven and six. Fourth place schedule. Eleven and six. It's a fourth place schedule that uh includes the entire NFC West. And they and, and of course, your own division, the AFC West and how tough that's going to be. And they got a little bit of a tough break in the fourth place schedule because Baltimore finished fourth in the AFC North. So there's a trip to Baltimore on there. That's going to be pretty tough.
1: I think it is more about the coaching staff managing expectations than Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think Wilson will find a way to fit in. Uh, let's look at the history of first year quarterbacks. And that's recent history. Uh, This past Super Bowl was won by a first-year quarterback meeting with his new team, Mm -hmm. Matthew Stafford. The year before, first-year quarterback with his new team, Tom Brady. I think a lot of people are hoping that the third time is a charm with that situation. Mm -hmm.
2: Exactly, and I think it's more likely that it won't be. That's uh, That's why I point out the difference in the coaching staffs. And that's why I think you're right to say it may be on the coaching here. I think and I, and I that may kind of determine what the upside is. How quickly do they grow into their roles? And another thing, let me ask you this. Well, actually, no, I I can't ask you this because you answered it yesterday. Well, maybe people weren't listening yesterday. Okay. Do you want Maybe to I this? wasn't listening All yesterday? Right. We talked about week one, but do you think it would behoove this Broncos team? To have a relatively soft start to the season, absolutely. I, as in, let's say this is their opening four
1: games: Jets, Carolina, Jets at
2: home, <laughs> at Seattle, yeah, at Carolina, yep. And then we'll throw in Raiders at home.
1: No, I think I You'd think, rather have the Raiders later. No, I think you have it half right. You don't want to have all your layups right at the beginning because then week after week. Weeks five through 18, whatever you want to call it. It's a buzzsaw. Then let's, you know what?
2: Let's throw in instead of, instead of the uh, Panthers week week three, three. a tough game. I'll give you Titans week at Tennessee. How about that?
1: At Tennessee. I just road tough road opponent. I just want the first game to be a game where it's a team that you should beat. You're feeling it out. Hackett's a first time head coach. Russell Wilson is playing this offense for the first time. Yeah. First game, yeah, let them get their feet wet. Other than that, I'm cool with whatever. So first game. It's just the first game. First game,
2: game you want to see Jets. You want to see I Texans. Do.
1: Right. Jaguars. Yes. Carolina. Yes. One other of those four that, teams. Other than that, listen, it it's going to take a while for all of these guys to gel, but you don't have time to gel when there are only 17 games. Right. But at least with the first game, let them get their bearings Behind them or under them, I should say. I mean, what look, you can look it up because I know you're on your. I don't know if you're typing something for DNVR, but while you're on your computer, <laughs> well, why don't you look up? Why don't you look up the Broncos' first game with Peyton Manning in 2012? Pittsburgh,
2: at home. It was the rematch of the wild card playoff game the year before.
1: Pretty good team. Yes, I mean I football. had the Broncos do. They won. There you go.
2: But then they went down to Atlanta and they lost. Right. And they played Houston and they lost. Right. Then Raiders win at New England. You know lost. this
1: off the top of your head. Yes. That's disgusting. Well, the reason, part of it is that. How do you know that? <laughs> Ask me what I had for lunch yesterday. What did you have for lunch yesterday? I, I have fair. no idea. Okay.
2: I had chicken noodle soup.
1: You're unbelievable.
2: And last night I had pizza. Okay. okay. And today I, 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 I had did... bananas for breakfast and then for lunch. And then. And then I had cereal for lunch. I'm
1: going to test you. I'm going to see how good your memory is. Yeah. What's your social security number? I, I'm not saying that on the air. Okay, what's your PIN number? for your I'm not saying kid, that on the card? air. Credit card People
3: would card. have to have your debit what? card, wouldn't they?
1: You can give your PIN out. What the
2: hell's wrong with you? I'm not saying any of those things on the air.
1: Will you tell me off the air? No. Mm-hmm. Then you probably don't know it. No, mm-hmm. I actually do know I, these I don't, things. No, I don't think you do. Danny, I, do you think he knows? I mean, he's deflecting. I'm sure he does. Know. I don't think he, I don't think you do. Tell me what's your social security. number? I
2: know. And I'm not saying, I'm not telling you and I'm not saying it into this microphone. Not now, not ever.
1: Okay. Okay. Just humor me then. Just humor me. Then just tell me the, of your social security number. Just tell me the first nine digits. Oh, screw you. <laughs> what, what, what are you, what are you thinking here, man? Todd Davis was on the show yesterday. And he talked about the Broncos being top-tier Super Bowl contenders. And he said, I don't think they are right now yep. because they don't have the veteran leadership on this team like they had in 2015 with DeMarcus Ware and Akib Talib, and maybe a T.J. Ward. You know, Derek Wolf was a young guy back then. He was a young guy back then, along with a lot of other young guys on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Decker, Demarius Thomas, not seasoned veterans, but they've been in the league a little bit. Point is, do you agree with Todd? I agree.
2: So do I. I think this team is actually, I think it should be a playoff team. I think it's fair to expect them to be a playoff team. But Super Bowl contention, I think, is one year away.
1: Here's the thing. We look at Pat Surtain and all of his success with Alabama. Mm-hmm. Success in college. And knowing how to win in college is very different than success at the NFL level and winning at the NFL level. And the point I'm trying to make is this after six seasons of missing the playoffs, too many losing records to count. Yeah. This team, you can make the case, has the uh oh, oh no moment. Yeah. So ingrained in their heads. How are we going to lose? this one even their leader justin simmons doesn't have a history of winning here and let's be honest it's not like he played for national title contenders when he was at boston college played for steve adazio a couple of years that should tell you everything you need to know
2: now you can be a great player and a great leader coming from a less than stellar program i mean you know Let's talk about Demarcus Ware, for example, right? No, no. How how about how about let's talk about John Elway? Yeah, Stanford. He never had a winning record. He, in college he never went to a bowl. I think he went six and five as a senior. Did he? Yeah, but like Demarcus Did Ware, lose, he, was it the Cal game they won. The, the Cal game cost them the bowl. Think, right. Yeah. Right. That that that's the thing. John Elway never played in a bowl game at Stanford because they lost, and losing to Cal was what cost him a bowl game.
1: The tuba well, player yeah. cost him an opportunity. To play right. in the poinsettia ball,
2: but it's interesting you mentioning Justin Simmons because I think one of the positive things that did emerge from the Von Miller trade was Justin Simmons's voice becoming more vocal on the defensive side of the locker room. Yeah, you don't have to have that. Uh... By the way, my mom says I should ask Eric for your so SSN. Okay, I'll
1: want me to tell you what it is. No,
2: not on the air. 242
1: six three nine five nine seven. Why did you just say it on the air? Want me to say it again. No.
3: <laughs> Whose is that? Is that someone you know?
1: No, it's nobody it's else. Just it's just random numbers? random numbers. Oh. What's wrong with you? Uh,
0: I,
2: I, I thought you were actually saying
1: it. W- you, w- so what did your mom just
2: text? Ask Eric for his social security now number. Now
1: she needs to say to you, I did not raise a gullible child, but apparently I did. Oh my gosh. You want my pin number too? I'll give it no, to you. No, I'm not. It's I'm... 9634. Yeah. I okay. Thought, My I, credit card number is four two seven three. I thought your PIN number was two nine six eight. I thought it was four three four two nine six seven seven. The code on the back is four three three. I and get it. The expiration it, is February twenty twenty seven. I
2: get it. You're just making up numbers now. Okay, fine. You win. You Mrs. Win. Mason, what kind of child did you raise? I'm. A, you know what? I'm, I'm, I always have trouble with this sort of thing. So. I know you do. Anyway. That, just...
1: That's why, that's anyway, why I kind of poke.
2: What were we talking about before that uh, digression?
1: We're talking about Todd Davis and uh, veteran leadership.
2: Yes. And we're talking about Justin Simmons having a bigger voice. Yes. And we're talking about how you don't have to be a college winner or even a pro winner to be a great leader. Because you know what? DeMarcus Ware came from Troy State. Intra- n- not a great program and then he goes to the Cowboys and they don't really win much of anything while he's there. Some playoff appearances, but nothing big. And then DeMarcus DeMarcus Ware when he was here was as much of a chief on the defensive side of the locker room as Peyton Manning was on the offensive side. Yep. And unfortunately, Von Miller's personality, it's nothing against him. It's nothing bad, but it wasn't going to fill that void. It just wasn't. And Justin, now that Justin has felt empowered to have his voice throughout the defensive side of that locker room, he has kind of stepped up. Like, like what you said,
1: it's his defense now. You know what I find so interesting about the emergence of Justin Simmons as a leader? One, it's not a surprise. I'm sure you were like me when you first talked to him. Mm -hmm. You had a feeling this guy was not only going to be really good. But you knew he was going to be a leader, yeah. Right, Imp- just an impressive human being. Now, yeah. when you look at the secondary that he joined with Will Parks, mm-hmm. Will was far more of a talker than Justin was. With that, the no fly zone with Talib, Ward, Stewart, Chris Harrison, Roby. Maybe I'll move Roby a little bit out of it, but those first four guys mm-hmm. were tight yeah like a snare drum they were the no fly zone and when when tj ward was released right mhm i don't i don't want to use this word too literally but i think that akib and stewart and chris kind of reluctantly let justin into the club because they had to but they did it begrudgingly because they lost their buddy yeah and he was kind of the odd man out for for starters very different personalities than those three guys Mm -hmm. very different he really didn't fit the no fly zone mentality in terms of who he was as a person as a competitor yes Mm -hmm. but he had to prove his chops and early on when he was the safety right And he was the guy calling the plays. Yeah. Oh, he'll be the first to tell you he made a lot of mistakes. Lots of them. And I'm sure those guys looked at him and said, why in the hell did we get rid of TJ? This kid might be good someday, Mm -hmm. but this is who we have, the no-fly zones breaking up. And now we have Justin Simmons, maybe a kid who's talented, might be talented moving forward, but you took a wrecking ball, John Elway, to our fraternity, and now you're leaving us ready for this? With this choir boy, Justin Simmons, and now look at Justin Simmons today. Yeah, right. It's interesting, isn't it? It is. It he is. He was not welcomed with open arms at all. And I think to the no fly zone he right. was a tight fraternity. Yeah, it.
2: He was not. To his credit, he did. He did. Earn their respect in time.
1: In time, but he did make mistakes early. I mean, I'll but, give you, I'll give you a guy who fit in better was Will Parks. He had that type of swag, right. that type of attitude, way he dressed. He he could talk their language. Just, Justin, uh, this is not a knock on Talib Ward and and Harris and so on and so forth. Those guys are junkyard dogs. But they,
2: and they, but they also the four of them had, I would argue, the greatest sense of association of three or four players that I've ever seen. Right. on any team that i've ever been around
1: they were absolute dogs d-a-w-g-s they were dogs yeah and you know what justin simmons was a rhodes scholar Mm -hmm. trying to join the pack
2: but But look at him now i think one of the reasons why justin's a good leader as well is because he was exposed to guys like that too
1: no question and his and that- locker was right next to all of them. Uh-huh. If I remember correctly, his locker was right next to Stewart. And next to Stewart, was it a Was it TJ or a Keeb? Mm-hmm. Something in that order. Chris Harris was across the locker room. Yeah. and Because then- you could hear him from anywhere, too. That's right. And then, <laughs> if I remember correctly, next to Justin was Will Parks.
2: Wouldn't it be interesting if Chris Harris Jr. comes back to the Broncos next week and he kind of has a not a secondary role but clearly like
1: it would be secondary yeah
2: it's justin's defense right and he's one of the he's a he, he goes from being one of the headliners to being the support act
1: you ever see the movie swingers yeah okay i think chris harris would look at justin simmons and say you're all grown up. You're all grown up. And that's a compliment. I think he and I think Justin Simmons yeah. is a man. And I, now and I, before and, yeah. he wasn't a boy, but he's a man. And I think now. Chris will have his back. Oh yeah. Like that like yep.
2: it, the, the roles are reversed now. Right. And I think and I think if he can and if he came back that he would be like is he would be the guy standing next to him? Yeah, like,
1: that's right. That's what we're doing. That's right. And Justin would have the podium. That's right. Your app. I think Chris would have the utmost. Respect. I'm sure he had respect for Justin, but looking at how he has grown up, yeah, he would say this is my guy. You listen to him. He would essentially be the henchman. Yeah, you'd have your leader, and then the guy standing next to him with a baseball bat, just cracking it in his hand, saying, "You better listen." or I'm going to take you out. Justin's not. Yeah. Right. That's actually a very, a very good reason why they should bring Chris back. I agree. I'll tell you one guy they shouldn't bring in talking about the Broncos Antonio Brown, because, (laughs) because apparently he wants in the Broncos organization, but not for the reason you might think that's next.
0: Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Harmaza. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew. He's cleaning up the systems to keep his nature.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to ImpactCommercial.co. Antonio Brown, remember him? He says that he and Kanye West
1: are dead serious about buying the Denver Broncos. Yeah, right. Seriously, told this to TMZ Sports that they are working hard to get the deal done. With that, what would Broncos' ownership look like with President Antonio Brown? What? Seems like he still wants to play because he went on a podcast saying that uh,
2: he wanted to go play for the Cowboys. Like He said, quote, maybe Jerry Jones thinks it looks sexy. I'm putting out all this motivation, hard work, and encouragement. Maybe he wants to harness some of that energy, unquote.
1: So you think he wants to buy the team so he has a place to play?
2: Well, I think there are rules that prevent owners from playing. There so are? I, I think there are, really? Well, I mean, I think it's kind of deep Jerry in the Jerry Jones
1: can't strap it up one more time after playing college ball?
2: Well, we remember Major League Baseball even had a... Uh, once Ted Turner came down and managed the game, they put in a rule that said that an owner couldn't
1: do that. Okay. So, I mean, the interesting thing... What if he on, wanted to become president of the team? Uh, it would because be, already... It'd be wacky. He, because already he is working... Um. Brown has been named the president of one of Kanye West's biggest ventures,
2: mm-hmm. Don Sports. And oh by the way, there was a report from CNN last year that said Kanye was worth 6.6 6 billion.
0: That
2: well, would give him enough if he could if he could make that liquid, that would be enough to buy the team. So
1: what would the team look like with president Antonio Brown? Chaotic. Oh my god. Absolutely chaotic. He go to every game shirtless. It would be a nightmare. I believe
2: you'd probably be having literally a new general manager every year.
1: I think you'd have people quit. Yeah. I'm serious. I think you would have people quit the organization because this guy is so unbalanced that you know what? And this is it's Antonio Brown.
2: We're not talking about Kanye. We're talking about a Antonio Brown running the day to day. You know what? People wouldn't be a lot of people in that building would not be
1: down for that. You'd have a lot of empty offices. Seriously. If you thought Josh McDaniels <laughs> destroyed a franchise. Now, but here's the problem, and I'm serious about this. The Bolin Trust is set up to go to the highest bidder. That's the fiduciary responsibility of it. Now, the <laughs> NFL you can make the case, doesn't have to approve them, right? Typically, they do approve the owner, whoever.
2: I mean, because it's a franchise.
1: Okay, it would be Ka- oh, Fine, it would be Kanye. He'd be the money man, he'd yes. be the owner, but then he'd approve Brown mm-hmm. as probably pick your title. Yeah. I, I mean, Kanye is you out, imagine, you Kanye's from,
2: out there in some ways, but I would have much less a of pro- a problem with him. Than with Antonio Brown,
1: you have less team. of a problem with Kanye. Yes, yeah, you don't get six point six billion because you're dumb and crazy. I mean, he's he he's a little bit crazy, no doubt.
2: But uh, I do think this is mostly bluster.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
2: And I mean, I, and, and this happened. Look, this sort of thing happens every time a team is put for sale. Back in the 90s, I remember when the Bucks were for sale, there was this guy from Massachusetts named Socrates Babacus, yeah. and he wore a Greek fisherman's cap. And he did all the media rounds saying that he was going to buy the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and build a dome stadium for them to play in. And he didn't have anywhere near the capital it, it took to buy the team, which ended up being, I believe, about $160 million right. at the time. But this, we- this sort of thing happens Every time there is a team for sale, you get you get people coming in that they're they're not really gonna buy the team, but they just want to they just want to stir up some conversation. They just want to get in. They just they just want to enter the chat. They just want a little attention for a little bit. What do we have coming up
1: on? Just in case you missed it,
3: Warriors at Nuggets tonight. The second half of the NBA on TNT doubleheader, and also. We've got some uh, college basketball that we'll talk about because big day in college basketball, especially for the three teams that we root for. So that's all coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
0: drive with goodman and mason presented by silter har mazda a no pressure buying experience in broomfield at silter har mazda. find them at sth live from the sasquatch casino and wildcard casino sports desk here's eric and andrew
1: welcome back afternoon drive goodman mason watch us milehighsports.com you can reach us rocky mountain forest products twitter feed at mace denver at eric goodman you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public at rmfp.com. By the way, did you get a text back from your mom uh, about um, about our conversation? No, not yet. Not yet. She's probably ready to just rip me one. Don't don't talk to my son like that. Or she's probably
2: watching uh Virginia Tech uh, jump out to a huge lead on uh, on Notre Dame right now in the A C C tournament.
1: Virginia or Virginia?
2: Virginia Tech.
1: Just checking. Time's
2: Virginia out. plays North Carolina tonight. Yeah. Tech's up by 13 on Notre Dame. The Kind of a surprise there in round one, or not round one. It's the quarterfinals.
1: How did Indiana do today?
2: They beat Michigan, came back from 17 down, beat them by five. You
1: better believe it. You better believe it.
0: Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. And I don't want
3: to be left out. My CU Mm -hmm. Buffaloes just beat Oregon, so we get to uh, have a nice little rematch with Arizona down in Las Vegas. How
1: are you feeling about that? In the
3: Pac-12 tournament. How are you feeling about that? I'm feeling great. Feeling great. Go Buffs.
1: My guy Dana Altman lost today. Wow. He
3: did. He got pretty mad a couple times. I saw him walking up and down the sideline in a huff.
1: That's stunning because I covered Dana Altman at K State. Mm-hmm. And that guy is as stoic as it gets. So if he was upset, that is saying so.
2: By the way, I, I, Dan and I were talking about this off air. Colorado came in today 20 and 10, and they're 74th in the, in the net rankings. Mm hmm. And uh, Oregon came into today nineteen and thirteen, and a worse record, and they were seventy second.
1: Well, who did they play non conference? Fair. Well, who did they play non conference?
2: I don't have the schedules in
3: They you don't were know supposed to play Kansas.
1: Right? Oh, what's up?
3: They were supposed to play Kansas. Yeah, CU was supposed to play
2: Kansas. That that was uh, the thing. At Quad One games, Oregon four and five, four and five, Colorado two and five, but now. I think their CU's still still two and five. That 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 was neutral four. That wasn't a quad one win anyway.
1: Well, I can I can tell you because believe it or not, uh, with thank thank goodness for the internet, I do have it in front of me. Who are their impressive wins this year? Arizona at home. Yeah, but so, Colorado beat Arizona at home. Oh, you about Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, hey, I, I thought I see you. Oregon see you beat, didn't beat Oregon. Arizona. Didn't beat Arizona. See you did. Uh, well, the, I'll give you one reason why Oregon is a little bit higher. They played number three Baylor. Lost, but they played number yeah. three Baylor. Yeah. I bet that helped a little bit. What didn't help was playing Texas Southern, Montana Grizzlies, and UC Riverside. That did not hey, Riverside's help. not bad. Well, I'm sure that helped them. the Highlanders.
2: Anyway, uh, just in case you <laughs> missed
3: it, the Warriors in town again to take on the Nuggets on national TV this evening, eight o'clock p.m. Tip for that game, and. uh the injury report is a little lengthy for Denver. There's a bunch of guys listed as questionable. Will Barton, Bones Highland, Zeke Naji, Jeff Green, who just welcomed a uh, baby daughter into the world, and Aaron Gordon listed as probable. How do you expect to see Denver perform tonight if they are missing a significant number of their reinforcements there and potentially some starters as well after last night's close win yep. over Sacramento in the first night of a back-to-back.
1: Well, they're not going to be playing down to their competition tonight. i tell you that. So we're not going to have to worry about a letdown. They might get their teeth kicked in, but they're not going to play down to their competition.
2: Of course, that being said, Nicole Jokic always carrying the Nuggets, but... Uh... Yeah. Against the Warriors this year, twenty nine point seven points, seventeen rebounds, nine assists per game on average. Even higher level of carrying the team. By the way, twenty nine seventeen.
1: Interesting tweet here from Stan Van Gundy. All the people, all the people who are um trying to be the squeaky wheel to get the grease coming here from Denver. Jokic isn't getting enough respect. See David Aldridge's uh tweet this today. No. He said, I am so tired of people saying that Jokic isn't getting enough respect. He is the reigning MVP. He has gotten respect.
3: The Athletic doesn't even have a beat writer in Denver.
1: Correct. Stan Van Gundy, longtime NBA head coach, said this on Twitter an hour ago. Jokic is the only player in the top 10 in scoring, rebounding, and assists. Leads the league in win shares, value over replacement player, player efficiency rating, and on-off differential. Things could change in the final month, but right now he is in all caps, clearly the MVP. The squeaky wheel is getting the grease. Great. Yeah. You Just hope the squeaky wheel doesn't
3: start annoying people.
1: No, it's not annoying Yeah
3: can never annoy people as much as Philly fans do, so I oh, think they'll be safe.
2: Or as much as Nick Wright does. Fair point.
3: <laughs> Just in case you missed it, former Nugget Malik Beasley set a Minnesota Timberwolves record for three-pointers in a game with 11 buckets from downtown. In last night's win, the T-Wolves beat OKC 132-102. to He also set an NBA record for most threes in a game without taking a two-pointer. He was 11 of 17 from three. He was 11 of 17 on field goals. He did not attempt a two-point shot and still shot it above 50% from the field. If you were picking a player on the Nuggets to only take threes for a game, doesn't necessarily have to be tonight, but it would be a good night to take some threes because we're going up against a high-powered three-point scoring offense. Mm -hmm. Who would you choose on the Nuggets to only shoot threes for a game?
2: Well, tonight I think it would be Bones, but I
1: think... uh The guy who's most likely to do that Will the Thrill, baby Will Barton Yeah. By the way, something else interesting on Twitter A fight between two Former NFL players Marcellus Wiley and Brandon Marshall Reports out there That Colin Kaepernick is working hard He is in the best shape of his life And Marcellus Wiley Said to Kaepernick You've got a better chance of stopping Racism than playing again to which Brandon Marshall, the linebacker with the Broncos, one of Kaepernick's teammates in Nevada, fired back, you're trash.
3: Yeah, those are some, uh, some words. big words from some
2: big men. I yep. wouldn't get in between them.
1: Yep. My money's on Brandon. Marcellus is big. My money's on Brandon.
2: Brandon, B. Marsh is a little more spry at this point. He's younger.
1: Yes, he is. Yeah.
3: Just in case you missed it on March 10th, 1913, in Toledo, Ohio, William Knox became the first bowler to have a perfect game scoring 300 in an American Bowling Congress tournament. Either of you a uh, good bowler? I'm not. I'm not very good, but I do enjoy bowling.
2: I enjoy it. I mean, for me, if I if I get like a, a like 120 or 130, I'm happy. That's not my it's not the thing I'm best at, but I always enjoy
1: bowling. It's fun. Got it. Uh, When I was in college, I had gone through all of my required courses, and I was basically done with my major and my minor, which was history major, was journalism. Mm -hmm. So I had to take a bunch of, for lack of a better phrase, blow-off classes my senior year. Mm -hmm. I took bowling. You know what you needed for an A? What? A three-game average of 202. Yeah. Average. Three-game average of 202. And your boy got an A, nice, legitimate A. I,
3: could, I would imagine that's one that's kind of hard to cheat your way into.
1: Well, I mean, you could lie about your score if you wanted to, but I'm telling you, it was a legitimate. It was a. Legitimate How did you make a. the ball curve? I didn't. I threw a flat dead ball. You threw a flat dead
2: ball and you averaged 202. I did. See, that was my thing. I could I could throw it straight, but because I because I couldn't curve it, I couldn't get it in the pocket. Uh, Oh. And that and that always holds down my average.
1: See from all you do is you bring your arm straight back uh-huh. and you bring your arm straight forward. If it's consistent every time where your feet are lined up, that's where the ball it's like pool. It's the same con it's all pool is geometry, is what it is. Yes, it is. Okay. With bowling, if you're consistent back and forth and your feet are in the right place, mm-hmm. what's hard is not getting a strike what's hard is picking up the spare
2: yes because sometimes you got some mean splits there
1: correct but if you get enough strikes which i was able to do then you're going to be over 200 yep so i got fortune i could probably hop on a bowling alley today and just throw a 150 yeah i bet you could yeah i'm good at a lot i'm good at everything i'm not great at anything (laughs)
0: like
1: golf and tennis that's going to do it for us, Nolan. You got yourself some baseball this season. Congratulations! You are going to be very excited that the Cardinals lose to the Braves again this season. Are you going to win? Are you going to win a title this year? Braves winning the title with Nolan, Arenado? No. Are the Braves repeating? No. They, are, they got
2: re- they got to resign Freddie Freeman first. I don't think he's going to go back. I'm afraid he's going to be a Yankee or a Dodger. Probably wants to get paid. Well, and the Yankees offer a chance for. A left-handed hitter like him To put up some monstrous numbers
1: Danny In that park Great job today Make it the Let's best possible that you can Go Buffs Go Buffs